Trash Takes is back, baby. Episode 10. Cannot believe it. Didn't know how we made it here, but thanks to the uh, thousands watching and the millions listening at home, we're able to pull it off. Um, very, very clear and obvious. We got uh, exciting things coming off of this week, uh, which is the NFL draft. I've been pumped up. We obviously did our podcast last time where we did our mock draft. Unfortunately, we ran through the tape, went through all the names, and it looks like nobody won the $100 um, so for, getting, uh, for, for our mock draft. I mean, we were close. I think we made it to pick three uh, before it was deemed completely imperfect. But we tried our best. Now, there were some that I think we did hit on that was like actually outside the box, a little surprising, um, because some teams are really stupid. Uh, but we got the big this brains. Um, not, And I think I, I got the Bengals pick. But regardless, uh, there was just wild things, man. I, I was, I actually had a good time watching round one, not just waiting for the Giants picks and the Jets picks and whatever they were doing. But, I mean, I was just excited with how many twists and turns and unexpected picks that at least happened. At least I thought were unexpected. Um, but it was great. And I think both of us are somewhat pretty happy with how everything went down. So... My idea is rather than do, you know, because obviously our favorite segment here now is uh, cash or trash. I figured best way you can kind of get it off our chest of how we felt pick by pick is that's how we'll do this week's rendition of cash or trash. Uh, we'll run down the picks. I'll run down yours for the Jets. You'll run down mine for the Giants. And we'll give our opinion on how it is. You know, I think it's somewhat positive, but we'll give a little uh, a little peace of mind on it. What do you think? Yeah, sounds good to me, man. Uh for sure. I mean, uh, I know that you're a pretty big fan of the Giants draft. I think both New York teams did a real good job this week, or this year, rather. Um, yep. Uh, there's not really anything I think either of us could complain about. So, uh, we'll see. you want to kick it off? or? Yeah, I'll, you know what? I'll kick off with the Jets. You let me know. Each um, and then uh, we'll bounce to the Giants, and I'll, I'll give you my uh, peace of mind on it, all right? Yeah, man. So right off the bat, no surprises here. Uh, out of the long list of surprises in, in round one, there's no surprise here. Round one, the Jets select quarterback Zach Wilson at the BYU. Cash or trash? That's cash money, obviously. Um, I mean, you put... Listen, I was a big proponent of giving Sam one more year, putting a whole team and a whole, a whole offense in front of him. They didn't think he was the guy you gotta get a quarterback somehow this was a, the very clear and obvious pick you take zach wilson at two and uh you build around him i mean i don't think anybody thought they were going anywhere different uh this is very clear cash money yeah i think a lot of jets fans were were expecting it they've uh They've kind of got it in their head to uh, be excited for Zach Wilson one way or another. So uh, I feel like most Jets fans will agree with you. You got uh, it. Next, still round one. The 13th pick, in my opinion, the highlight of the Jets' entire draft. Um, the Jets trade up with, I believe, the Vikings. The Vikings. Right? With the Vikings to select Elijah Vera Tucker, offensive lineman at a USC, cash or trash. This is the most cash pick you could have had in the draft. Agreed. The very clear best guard in the draft. The Jets' biggest hole on offense, arguably. I mean, now that they signed Tevin Coleman, was either guard slot. Uh, Mekhi Becton obviously solidified left tackle. George Fant looked real good at right tackle. 
So, uh, guard was the hole. Uh, you come into the season as a Jets fan, I think you have to give Joe Douglas the benefit of the doubt that if he's drafting an offensive lineman, that guy's a stud. And, uh, you know, the Jets trade up for a guy. They had top 10 on their board at 14. You give Zach Wilson protection. It's everything we ever asked for as Jets fans. Build the offense. Joe Douglas started off the draft real hot. Yeah, um, that one is a, a big one for me. I mean, even if you, even when you um, break down who they traded with and where, uh, for me, yes, that's the best guard in the draft. That might be the third best offensive lineman in the draft. And I had a feeling that he was probably going to end up going to L.A., uh, the Chargers, had one Slater not been there. But I think if it was down to the two, I know they lost a guard, so they are probably going to uh, replace him with Tucker. So, yeah, I think not just from a, you got, um, you know, Tucker, you drafted Tucker, but the fact that you drafted a perfect spot to actually execute it, all around it was a great trade. And honestly, what? They gave up two-thirds. It, it's It's... When you compare some other trades that happened in the draft, that ain't that bad. And you guys had the draft capital, capital for it. So that's great. For sure. Um, next one. I mean, this is another decent one, in my opinion. Uh, round two, number 34. The Jets select Elijah Moore, wide receiver out of Ole Miss. Cash or trash? Uh, we're, we're running it up here. Cash, bro. It's yeah. not a question. I don't think a lot of people thought Elijah Moore was going to be here at this late in the second round, I mean, second pick, but in the yeah. second round at all, Elijah Moore definitely could have gone to a lot of teams late in the first, and you wouldn't have questioned it. Uh, there was a lot of talk of uh, taking Zavin, no, Tevin Jenkins, offensive tackle, uh, to fill in. that He would have gone, he would have moved inside and been guard for the Jets. There's a lot of talk of taking him. Moving to the defensive side of the ball, taking uh, Jeremiah Wusu-Koromoa, uh, which would have been another nice nice pick. Jets definitely need fast cover linebackers. So that would have been a nice pick. They go Elijah Moore. Nobody should be sad about this pick. The guy's a freak. Uh, I mean, him and A.J. Brown are best buddies, and uh, you see what A.J. Brown is. You see what Elijah Moore can be. Uh, this also frees them up to get rid of Jamison Crowder after the season, cut his contract, and they go into another another year building with a ton of cap. Uh, it puts them in a really good spot. I think Elijah Moore is going to fit in real nice. Yeah, no, that, that was solid for me. I mean, you end up getting uh, a weapon for your new rookie uh, franchise quarterback, presumably, on top of already protecting him. So that's... Uh... That's pretty solid. And like you said, there was no guarantees. I, I didn't think it was crazy for him to be there, but there was no guarantees, certainly, for Elijah Moore to be there. So for you to get him, great. Oh, yeah. Um, all right, you guys had no third-round pick because of the Elijah Avaratarka trade. Um, so then we're going all the way to the fourth round at uh, pick number 107. Uh, Michael Carter running back out of North Carolina. Cash or trash? This is another freebie, bro. This is more straight cash money from our hero, Joe Douglas. Uh Definitely needed a running back. Obviously, they signed Tevin Coleman. That looks real good, right? Uh, but, you know, you need you need a guy for the future. Uh, they took uh, Pirine last year. He couldn't win the job from Frank Gore, so he's obviously not the guy. Uh, well, let me... And I wanted to interject on that one, too, because I was confused. Was there any chance that Pirine could take over because he couldn't win the job from Frank Gore, but under the dumbest management and head coaching in the history of the planet? So is there a different... Could there be a different mindset with... Uh, uh, what's his face, Salah? There, there definitely could be, but well, I mean, it's gonna be uh, 
Matt LaFleur or Mike LaFleur, whichever one of them it is. I can't remember anymore. Right. Um, no, it's uh, Michael Carter is just a better player. Uh, it. It's he's he should have gone earlier. I saw people have as high as a second round grade on him to get him in the fourth is fantastic value. And if you watch any kind of highlights of this guy cutting and slashing behind uh, Javante Williams, who was the power back in North Carolina, this kid has everything you could ever ask for. He hits the holes lightning quick. He makes people miss. He's got a super low center of gravity. He's hard to tackle. He's exactly what you want in a zone run scheme that LaFleur is going to bring to the Jets. And you have him running on the left side behind. I already saw Makai Becton already tweeted at Michael Carter and was like, yo, brother, watch out. Just run behind me. I got you. This is every Jets fan's dream is having a quarterback set up behind an offensive line while also having a guy like Michael Carter who's just going to be, I mean, just run off the left side. Just run off the left side and you're going to have infinitely more success on offense this year than you did last year. It's another pass pick from Joe Douglas. Left side, strong side. I mean, that that's definitely... Kai uh, Beckton and Elijah Beery Tucker. Just run him over. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, moving to round five, number 146, Jamie and Sherwood, safety out of Auburn. So, uh, um, this is actually... I'm going to go trash. Uh, even... Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know a ton of, of, of Jamie and Sherwood. I mean, my, my draft knowledge kind of falls off towards, you know, the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round. Yep. Um, but... Uh, drafting a safety here does nothing for me. Uh, now, granted, it's the fifth round. You're looking for upside. So, uh, I mean, this kid could could be one of those guys who they just they drafted exclusively on upside. But taking a safety when you already have Marcus May and you're working on Marcus May contract, as well as uh, Ashton Davis that you drafted last year, you brought in LaMarcus Joyner, too, who plays a similar role. Uh, I just don't necessarily see the fit. I guess this is a depth pick in the fifth round, but uh, you know, being that the first four picks were such such strong picks, I'm I'm gonna go trash on this one. Gotcha. Yeah. Listen, it's one of those things where you try to start to understand the game plan, but then you also start to realize, listen, these guys aren't just drafted for today. They're supposed to be on the team for four to five years, so maybe it's for you know depth and keeping a long time. But you're right. Yeah. You don't know about it, and you start to think about it, saying that wasn't a position to need. So let's go trash on that one. So if you're gonna go trash on that one, let's fast forward eight picks later um, to round five, number one fifty four, which I believe the Jets just wanted to get two guys of the same name, Michael Carter the second safety. Out of Duke, yeah, they, they draft. They drafted his dad uh, the round before Michael Carter. Not <laughs> drafted Michael Carter Jr. Now, um, so uh, I I got where you were saying. It moved forward eight picks, but the Jets tweeted that they added to the cornerback depth. So they view Michael Carter as a cornerback. I actually go cash with this pick because the cornerbacks okay. the Jets have on the roster are not super strong. I think Bryce Hall can be a starter. Whether or not he's going to be a star, probably not. But he'll be, you know, a, a reliable starter. He'll be good there. They don't have a second corner, so to go get Michael Carter Jr. out of Duke, call him a cornerback, knowing that I don't know if you saw this, he ran like a four-three-two. Yeah. So again, fifth round, you're drafting for upside. Four-three-two speed at cornerback is, you know, that's you know, you're talking. I mean, you know, a guy, Dory Jackson. Uh, yeah. So. Sure. So with uh, this one, you're actually going cash. Right? I am going cash, and he's listed as safety here, but the Jets have him as a cornerback, which is why yeah. I'm saying cash. Listen, it's promising when an organization immediately internally says, uh, you know, the drafting someone like a safety, especially the position of corner, which is a harder position, and you can look at the player and say, no, we're going to convert him to the corner. 
uh, you almost have to trust that there's very good reason to do so. Um, listen, you're like I said, you're going to the tougher position. I mean, you you've identified his athleticism um, and his ability to play the position. So yeah, you're right. You're looking for the upside there, and that's encouraging. Does it always work out when you switch someone's positions? No, I, I think sometimes you mess it up on the offensive line when you say this guy's a tackle, when you move in the guard, and vice versa. But when you're talking about moving a safety to cornerback, there's usually good reason. So yeah, I like that. Yeah. Uh, round number five again. You had a lot of them. Yeah, uh, pick one seventy five from Kansas City. Uh, Jason, I guess, Pinnock, yeah. uh, quarterback from Pittsburgh. <clears throat> cash or cash? Uh, I mean, this is free cash. He's a future Hall of Famer because uh, Darrell Rivas is his uncle. Oh. So, um, you know, from oh. – from um, was it – is this him? It's either him or Michael Carter. One of the two of them. One of, one of the two of them uh, is Darrell Rivas's nephew, and uh, this guy went to Pitt. So, uh, instant Hall of Famer. Uh, in all reality, another – Pick at a position of need, high upside guy, Jason Pinnock. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with this pick. It's not anything special. It's a fifth round, a fifth round corner. I'm gonna go cash because it's at a position of need, and Joe Douglas is just making all the right picks. You throw enough shit against the wall, something's got to stick. So I like the mentality. Yep. Uh, round number six, uh, one of three of them. Jeez. Round number six, number one eighty six. Yeah. Okay. Good luck with this yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got this. Nazir, Nazir Eldin, okay? Yeah. Uh, safety of Florida State, uh, cash or trash? So, you know, unlike Michael Carter, this guy came out as a safety, and I think he's going to stick at safety. Uh, I think there are probably some other positions they could have gone for with a similar high upside guy. Uh, so I'm going to go trash on this one. Uh, the safeties don't really do anything for me. Gotcha. Yeah. They're kind of hit or miss. Uh, if they're later in the rounds, you don't know what the hell you're gonna. And have. I mean that I feel like they've already invested too much in the safeties they have to you know to warrant taking a safety here when there are other positions in need. Yeah, this guy might be at Walmart in four weeks. Uh, but <laughs> round number six, numero two hundred on the dot, Brandon Eccles, I believe that's how you pronounce it, quarterback in Kentucky. Same cash thing. Cash. Same thing. We're calling it cash. Uh, I mean, it's cornerback. The Jets need cornerbacks. You take Volume. cornerbacks. You, yep. It's exactly. You get as many guys in the cornerback room as possible. One of them's probably yeah. gonna be, you know, good enough to start, right? Yeah. Uh, also, Kentucky tends to have like one guy every year that's good enough to be an NFL talent. Who knows? This might be the guy. I have no idea. I'm calling it cash. Yeah, the, Jets, the Jets always have that good luck to land the one guy that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Of yeah. course. We're great. Yeah. Um, moving in seven picks later, round number six, number 207, from Pittsburgh to Miami through KC. A lot of uh, trades for this one. But uh, Jonathan Marshall, defensive tackle out of Arkansas, cash or trash? So this is cash again. This one I actually like a lot. Um, this guy ran like the second out of every – I'm pretty, pretty sure uh, I saw this right. He had uh, – so in terms of production, his grade was a 55. In terms of athleticism, out of 100, his grade was a 99. I'm pretty sure he ran the second fastest 40 time for a defensive tackle out of any uh, out of all qualifying players in the draft. So again, you know, around six, uh, you get some good depth and a player who's if he's that athletic, you know, you get it, you get him under the wing of a guy like Robert Sala. That's exactly the kind of player you want to get uh, yeah. at this point in the draft. So we're going to call it cash again. Joe Douglas couldn't miss this year. Yeah, just in case you had players that, you know, from their results standpoint in at their position, but they were just freak athletes, 
Uh, you kind of roll the dice that that freak athleticism will translate to just improved uh, performance at whatever position or just move them to another position because you're like, wow, this guy's a physical freak. Yep. So, yeah, I like that. I like rolling the dice on that. So I get that. So overall, Jets draft, it's safe to say cash on that one. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you, yeah, I won't disagree. Listen, I, I didn't think their defense was terrible that last year to begin with. You know, you add Robert Salt. Listen, it wasn't great. I'm not going to say I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's great. Well, their defense was their defense wasn't terrible last year. You had Carl Lawson. You're bringing back C.J. Mosley. You had Lamarcus Joyner in the secondary. Robert Sala just makes every one of their players better. So, I mean, their defense is going to be much improved this year without anybody being drafted on defense on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, he comes out right away, attacks offense, 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 offense. The first four picks drafts at positions of need pretty much for the rest of the draft besides the you know the, the two safeties which i thought were a little bit a little bit suspect uh but i there i don't think any jets fan can complain about this draft i think joe douglas no. joe douglas knocked it out of the park yeah and listen with all the moving parts you guys had the fix isn't going to happen in one year so nope. you walked away with saying listen we have a myriad of uh holes and issues that we have to fill and you filled let's call five out of eight and then you know for a fact that corner is still an issue of need next year. Well, guess what? There's still next year. We know this is not a Super Bowl team tomorrow. You'll you'll address it in a free agency next year. Or you'll address it where, hey, our first pick is corner next year. This year, you you attack the quarterback, the running back, the offensive alignment, the new coach, uh, and I guess trying to oh pass rush. So yeah. listen and wide receiver. So you, you yeah. walked away with they um, filled a lot of holes. A lot of holes to attack in a list where you guys had a lot of holes. So you can't be mad about that. It can't be fixed in one season. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with you. Cash on the Jets. I would love to hate on them, but I was truly impressed. Uh, and it's not the later picks that did it for me. The trading to the first, um, getting your presumable uh, franchise quarterback, which I disagree that he is, but I'm saying just the idea that you got your guy. That, that's the biggest thing. Even if even if yeah. you disagree with Zach with the Zach Wilson pick, right? You say it should have been field. It should have been blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they, should have, they shouldn't have even taken a quarterback, whatever it might be. If they think that that's the guy of the future – there's no argument against that currently. The guy hasn't no. played a down in the NFL. You take yeah. taking the draft at face value without any production numbers. Obviously, there's no production yet. Taking great. the draft at face value, fantastic draft. Fantastic. I agree. I totally agree. Um, and now uh, it's time to step up to the plate. So yeah, man. Straight over the other side. Uh, we're moving to the New York Giants. Uh, I'm going to address this right away. Uh conspiracy theory to just fuck the giants from, from the whole and from the whole nfc east uh this shit's incredible uh the cowboys get robbed at pick nine pick nine they wanted uh patrick sertan or uh yeah. pat so the broncos at nine took sertan right in front of the cowboys at 10 and, and they wanted jc horn and they wanted jc horn which is and they wanted jc horn who went at eight to the panthers uh, so naturally, at ten, the Cowboys say, "What can we possibly do to fuck the Giants?" And that yeah. is let the Eagles trade up two spots to take Devonta Smith right out of their nose, right, right out from under their nose. They picked which division rival they wanted to assist just to fuck the Giants. Now, well, rattle it off because I'm gonna, I'm gonna cover all of it. It was, so it was very right so. Pick. So that's, I mean, the pre, the prerequisite to their first pick is if that happens. The Giants trade out of eleven, move back to twenty. Who do they trade with? They Chicago, the Bears. The Bears, oh, the Bears traded so up. They wanted gonna, Justin Fields. I'm going to just start off. So the Go round ahead. one, the, the the pick 20, Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, wide receiver out of Florida. Go ahead. And I'm going cash. And I'll give you the full reason why it's cash. 
So Giants have obviously starting off with 11. I did have my picks in mind. I had uh, leading up to the draft, I've tweeted it. I went back and forth with a bunch of Giants fans and, and everybody uh, trying to evaluate the draft. There was a, a select few people that I was happy to walk away with. Um, and uh, that part of that list was any of the two wide receivers of uh, Jamar Chase or Devonta, Devonta Smith, which Jamar Chase wasn't going to happen, obviously. Mm-hmm. So Devonta Smith being a real possibility. Rashawn Slater. I really liked him and I really wanted him. He was still my number one guy. And if we walked away with uh, Micah Parsons, I was totally going to be thrilled too. That was the one defensive uh, player in the first round that I would have been happy with since I felt like our defense is in really good shape right now and offense was really a position to need. So with all that being said, and I was okay with Waddle too. Uh, I really was okay with Waddle. (laughs) I got talked into it um, and he's going to be a stud. So with all the crazy things that happened, Miami taking Waddle, I thought was insane at six. Didn't expect it. Never had a mock in my head that that happening. I told you. You don't listen. I know. I know. So that happened and threw everything for a loop. So Devontae Smith being right there saying, wow, you know what? I'm going to accept this one. If we're going wide receiver, that's our guy. The Giants figured because the Cowboys, we live rent free in their head and they know we're going to be absolute hell for them for years to come. They literally would rather have traded with a division rival of Philadelphia Eagles just to screw the New York football giants. And I understand, no, they made a good trade because they moved back two spots and still, I don't want to hear it and stop defending them, Giants fans. They're a bunch of pussies. They made a pussy move. It is what it is. The Eagles got Devontae Smith. Now I'm, I'm retracting my cash of trash of last time of Devontae Smith weight being an issue. It's an issue. He sucks. He's going to be terrible. Um, Naturally. And Micah goes to the Cowboys, which is a, actually a great pick for them, but I hope he has horrible character issues. He gets suspended I, I, fight somebody in the locker room. I, I'm going I'm to I'm chime in. I don't know about that pick, dude. They already had Leighton Vander Esch and Jalen Smith. I thought it was kind of weird. James, Jalen Smith broke his neck or something. Yeah, he's probably dead again. That's yeah, fair. so that's definitely a position need. And then Sean Lee retired. Oh, but, yeah. uh so I think it's a good pick, but I think he has character issues, and the Cowboys don't do well with that, so I hope somebody fights. But bottom line is, uh, the trade that presented itself with Justin Fields stupidly still being on the board because of the character assassination that uh, the media did, the Bears did the one thing I was saying they had to do in the in their position, and that was trade up and snag a fallen Justin Fields that should not have been there, and our pick was the pick there. And David Gettleman said, listen, if two guys that we're looking for are not there, Waddle and Devonta Smith, we're moving out. And we're getting, you know, one of these uh, pass rushers or whatever like that. I would have liked Rashawn Slater because he was right there to take. But we traded back and took a position of still need because we're adding weapons for Daniel Jones to work with. And honestly, Kadarius Tony looks like a stud. So I'm going, uh, I'm going cash because what do we get in return? Next year's first, this year's fifth, and next year's fourth. That's what I was waiting on, waiting for you to hit on. Uh, Kadarius Tony. All right. So people are all over the Kadarius Tony pick because he could have been taken in the second round. That's actually yeah. not true. It came out that somebody would have taken him. I don't know who was at 25, but somebody at 25 said, oh, Raiders. the Jaguars. The Jaguars. No, oh. the Jaguars said that they would have taken Kadarius Tony had he been there. Oh. Yeah. Instead, they, instead, instead, they of, instead of at the end. Yeah. Running back. While still well, having we're, a running back. we're gonna say we're gonna save that one for later because uh, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get into that. Well, uh, yeah, fun. but I I I I agree with you. Uh, I mean, I think he could have been he could have been taken later. Obviously, we found out that he wouldn't have been taken later because the Jaguars would have taken him. I think yeah. it was a I think yeah, I think he's a he's a decent player. Um, I don't think he's your number one, but you're in a situation oh. where Kenny Galladay is your one anyway. You don't have to worry about him being a number one. I think it's a nice pick. Uh, a good position to need. Uh, move on to their second pick. This is mine. 
this is this is my pick. Uh, edge rusher Aziz Ojolari out of Georgia with the fiftieth pick. Cash or trash? I tell an absolute love cash money with this. Oh, so, dude, bank the robbery. Funny part about it is, so everyone was complaining about the Kadarius Tony because, like you said, oh, you could have took him in the second round. All right, fine. For just your own mental sanity, Giants fans, pretend that Aziz Ajilari went in the first and Kadarius Tony went in the second, and all of a sudden your mental is completely happy about it. The bottom line is both of them are New York football Giants. It doesn't matter. What a steal in the second round at number 50. Yep. Because what, what we didn't also point out, and I forget the exact draft capital that we got, but who cares? It's a fact that we traded back and got something. We traded back again from, what was that, 43 to 50. We moved back seven picks, get more draft capital for next year, and still get the best possible guy I can think of in my brain at that position. We get the pass rush we've been looking for. And like I said, just flip it around. Just pretend Aziz is your first rounder and Tony was your second. And you walk away saying, oh, my God, David Gettelgod. And But the fact that we also short up draft capital, dude, I'm ecstatic. I mean, everybody else, I was with a few Giants fans who are typically like hate on what David Gettleman does and the, the direction of the team over the last few years. I mean, everyone just universally absolutely ecstatic. Dude, I'm right there with you. I mean, I know, I know there there were a bunch of people. It was not just one person. There were a lot of people that had Aziz Ojolari as a, a lock to go in the first round. The I I I saw multiple. I saw at least one draft where that had him as the 16th best player in the draft to get him at 50 yeah. at a position of need. Thank you, David Gettleman. What a what a yeah. play that was. That's a, that's great pick. Then. Yep. Uh, I'm right there with you, man. Uh, move on to the third round pick at 71, cornerback Aaron Robinson out of UCF. Cash or trash? Yeah, this is uh, cash for me. Um, reason being, so I, I definitely did not want to go near quarter in round one, round two, you know, with the Sertains, the JC Horns, the Farleys, whatever you want to say, um, because it was not a position to need. You know, we got our Dory Jackson. We have James uh, Bradbury, who's a god, Logan Ryan. Um, but the one thing that you always want, uh, especially in football with injuries and all that stuff, is you want depth. We had games where our number one went down. We had a COVID situation. Not that COVID is always going to be a thing, but injuries can. And we saw the difference it made in our defensive scheme because we had to play without our number one corner. I'm not saying you could ever replace your number one corner, but the bottom line is depth. Very, very important. We have Love and uh, Yadam who don't seem like they're going to hold down their jobs of being backup corners. Love can't stay on the field. He's torn his ACL already in his career, and he never kind of stays healthy. And Yadam was a seventh-round pick who really didn't do that great. Didn't do awful. Didn't do that great. So if this is the replace your depth and have some future upside type pick, I really like it. I really do. Um, so cash for me. There you go. I quite so honestly— I'm pretty sure we didn't have a third-round pick. I'm pretty sure we didn't have a third-round pick until Gettleman replenished it with the trades, and it just makes that so much sweeter. So. Brilliant. Yeah, quite I, I I saw this pick. I, I didn't look too much into it because I'm not a Giants fan, uh, but it sounds like a solid player in the third round. Can't complain. Uh, Fourth-round pick, Ellerson Smith, linebacker out of Northern Iowa. Cash or trash? Yeah, I'm going to go not uh, full-blown, but a, a minor cash. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of depth. Um, I'm also a fan of the linebackers that Gettleman has typically found in these mid-rounds. So I have a uh, innate trust in his mid-round finds for these linebackers. Some of them didn't work out um, 
for us, but using like a Ryan Connolly as an example, guy came out as a fifth rounder and it was a stud. He tore his ACL, so it was a shame that obviously his his uh, career for the Giants kind of got cut short because of injury. But he came out like a dog, and then you start to think like, listen, these later round picks, they're finding talent really well, and he's always found good talent in second in the secondary you know draft market. So I am totally okay with the pick. It, not crazy about it, but just cash on that. Yeah, I guess sim- like similar to the way uh, I went, you know, trash, but it was like slightly trash. I, I feel you on that one. Yep. Uh, moving on, didn't have a fifth round pick into the sixth round. Running back Gary Brightwell out of Arizona, cash or trash? For many reasons, trash. Um, That's fair. Don't know him. Don't never heard anything about him or his upside at the running back position. Um, I'm gonna give some sort of note to this one though because it, i don't like him at the position running back but he was actually not drafted for the position running back he's going to be used on special teams but it's impossible for me even though with an uh a joe judge and how important special teams is supposed to be i'm never going to do backflips over a special teams pick so he can be great and maybe he's a great addition to the special teams um but i'm gonna have to go trash anytime that you know you're you're hoping that that's the ceiling for somebody yeah, I feel that. Like I said, I mean, this is the kind of area where you're drafting for upside. So you know, the Jets take the you know the second fastest defensive tackle in college in, with their sixth round yeah. pick. You know, I, I would. Who's the Giants backup running back? Uh, Booker. Oh, Devontae Booker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, we, we so <laughs> you know, a running back. You're at the at that point. You're basically just hoping he's a special teamer because you know Sa- Saquon's your starter. Devontae Booker is a solid backup. You don't need a backup pick doesn't really make much sense to me either uh just having you explain it yeah. uh and then five picks later the last pick of their draft rodarius williams cornerback out of oklahoma state yeah same thing this actually might be a special th- teams thing as well um i don't see a path for him and with that i'll have to go trash i mean you do have to pick somebody so i get it um but i i can't sit here and just do jumping jacks for the sake of uh you know, just getting excited because, you know, I'm a homer and I like the picks. I'm going to go trash um, because I don't see him being an impact player. That's all. And it's, it, again, not a big trash. Like, how the hell did you take him? To, I'm never going to freak out of what you do in the sixth round. Never. Um, so, but no, it's just one of those things where I'm not freaking out. So let me not go cash. Let's just go, go trash. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's the Jets and Giants drafts, I think. Uh, for sure. I don't think anybody would argue with us for the most part. I think they both it did really really well uh so happy coming i mean you come from coming from the jets perspective dead last in pretty much every offensive category last year so what does joe douglas do he drafts an offensive lineman he drafts a new quarterback we have a new staff new offensive coordinator not adam gase which is the big difference maker there uh you know a, another wide receiver you you address wide receiver in free agency uh, you, you draft a running back, it's like you addressed all the pieces you needed to to actually have a, an offensive game plan there. That's huge. Uh, from the Giants' perspective, I'm sure, I mean, all the all the bigger needs were addressed as well, right? Yeah, well, yes and no. So the thing I was going to say is I'm ecstatic with the draft. Um, you know, you guys didn't get your big replacement for corners. Maybe the one thing you can take away from the, the draft if you have to pick a yeah. negative. Um, But at the same thing for the Giants, the one thing we didn't do is in any way cheer up the offensive line. Uh, We didn't add a center out of the two big centers that were there in Dickerson and Humphreys. We didn't add a guard like you guys did. We we literally balked and passed 
on Rashawn Slater that fell right into our lap at tackle. But what it tells me when you had the opportunity to do it and you literally walked away from it, it's not about those players not being good, but there's this confidence from the coaching staff, the front office, whatever, in our young players and the depth that we have saying, no, 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 guys, trust. I mean, listen, you can't say trust me in in any sport because you're like, all right, we're just banking on these guys to be better than they were last year. But because of the circumstance, the age and who we have there, it gives me kind of like confidence saying, wait, if they're looking and saying, no, we're totally fine going in with this offensive line, with these guys playing guard, uh, Lemieux, uh, Nick Gates playing center, uh, he can be moved around. Uh, we, we signed Fulton as a backup. Uh, now Solder is, is backup. He's depth behind probably Matt Pert at right tackle. You have Andrew Thomas at left tackle. Uh, yep. And you feel confident with Hernandez at left guard. Uh, if that's the case, I can actually buy that product you know, because I also am excited about those things. So if you're going to say, no, 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 we trust Joe Judge and his guys to get those guys to be where we need them to be, them where they need to be, um, then it makes me feel like there's a reason why they were okay with passing offensive line. So overall, I'm very, very happy. I'm right there with you in in that entire aspect. I'm a big, uh, a big, you got to like believe in your guys kind of thing. And yeah. I've been, I mean, in the past three, two, two or three years, I've been on both sides of the coin where, you know, last year I had zero confidence in anything Adam Gase was doing. And now the the polar opposite, I have Robert Sala and I'm convinced that whatever he dutches on defense is going to turn into gold. And whatever Joe, like I said, with Elijah Beard Tucker pick, if Joe Douglas is trading up to pick an offensive lineman, that kid is going to the Hall of Fame. Like that's the kind of confidence I have in Joe Douglas when he's assessing offensive linemen. He doesn't miss on offensive linemen. We saw last year with Makai Becton, everybody, including myself, was like, Eh, I would have preferred any of the other guys. Makai Becton came out, ran people over all year. Uh, so yeah. I'm going to go ahead. Listen, Joe, take your offensive lineman. Just you go for it. Whoever you want, yeah. I'm sure you're right. I So I love that. You know, trust, trust your guys. Trust that they know that they're assessing the talent right. And it's much easier to do that when they can prove it. And Joe Douglas has proven he can take offensive linemen. I'm sure Joe Judge has his, you know, you're you're thinking the same way where you're you know their their talent assessment you've seen that they can they can assess talent especially at certain positions and you know that you know if they're not taking offensive linemen it's for good reason whether that be that the guys there aren't great or that the guys that they have are gonna take that step and be be the guys this year yeah it's it's one thing to just like walk away from draft like oh you just weren't in the position to get the guys you look for no you, they st- stared Slater in the face and said no 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 we're not doing that, you know. Yeah. In the second round, I mean, you can't pass on Aziz Ajulari, of course, but like, I'm pretty sure Dickerson was still there at center, and the Eagles got him. I think Maybe Humphrey. Taking- yeah, I think Humphrey went 63. So yeah, Humphrey he was went still there. Which, honestly, I think he would have been our pick. Um, but yeah, listen, if I really do trust them, right uh, with you, like, yeah, but you know, we have the weapons now. Uh, we have a mobile, you know, semi-mobile Daniel Jones, and we have Saquon coming back. So I really don't think they're staring those two in the face, uh, which Mara has burned me in the past on this, but I'm telling, talking about Gettleman. I don't think they're staring those two in the face and saying, we're, you know, we're putting you behind a, a shitty product there. So we'll see. Uh, I'm very happy with both teams there. Yeah, um, for sure. There's some teams uh, that I wasn't so happy with in the uh in the draft i mean specifically in the first round i'm not going to go through each 32 teams seventh round seven rounders but yeah no. the first round alone blew my mind let's just put it that yeah, way yeah i mean uh i'm gonna start with with the one that 
I understand where it, where it came from. It hurt my soul when they made the pick, and that's the Bengals at five taking Jamar Chase. I Dude. my my I, they said you know he said he said wide receiver and my legs started to hurt and yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, oh man it's so bad because I fully understand Jamar Chase is like this generational talent he's already played with Joe Burrow you get him and Joe Burrow back together it's gonna be electric right except if the ball isn't out in two seconds Burrow's dead and it, dude it's, but this oh. is it, it, it's it's why Cincinnati is just a joke of organization. You got players basically running the organization. If you if you if you really break it down like that, right? They're 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 taking Thaddeus Moss, undrafted free agent, and reuniting him with Joe Burrow, and then they go around and draft his number one dude when he was playing in in college. Guys, just look at what's on the field. You don't have to say, well, we have to make Joe Burrow happy. Joe Burrow's happy being the number one overall pick in the NFL and making his millions and, and, and being a franchise guy. He wasn't happy about snapping his leg in half. So while Joe Burrow might have went to you as a kid, he's a kid, and, and in his mind saying, I would love to play with my friend. That would be great. <laughs> You have to help save your quarterback from himself and be like, Joe, I get it. I understand it would be it would hurt to see him play for another team. But dude, which hurts more? Uh the emotions of seeing him play for another team or your leg facing the opposite goal, goal post when you're supposed to be throwing downfield. So it, it was so stupid. I mean, listen, having elite weapons is never a bad thing. I get it. But remember that elite weapons are a luxury. You get your other shit in order first. Then you go for the weapons. That, yep. That's how you build a good football team, in my opinion. That dude, that that one kill, especially because T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, they're not scrubs. They're both really good players. So yeah, no, it's not it's... like they were in desperate need of a wide receiver. I understand why they went wide receiver, but good lord, that hurt me. Pain. Um, but it's gonna hurt Joe more. Uh, what's yeah. it called? The the other one we can back up a, a little bit on it. Um. Honestly, the two picks before that, uh, actually, smokescreen. We kind of, we kind of had a feeling it was a smokescreen, right? Because UI and everybody in the world at the, you were talking about the 49ers picking number three. UI and everybody in the world is sitting there like, but Mac Jones is not worth it. We know this; he's not worth it. What the hell are we talking about? This Mac Jones. Now I don't understand why they did the smokescreen. I don't get the point. You know what I mean? Because they kind of control their own yeah. destiny there. Probably, to, the probably middle, to force you know? somebody to try to trade up with the Jets or something along those lines. Yeah, but no, no, no. But think about it. Nobody on earth wanted Mac Jones. You know what I'm saying? So why would you turn around? You basically were just telling everybody else. You throw those out there to bait in some kind of absurd trade where, you know, what what if Carolina's guy is Mac Jones right at eight? That's the the, the next obvious spot for a quarterback. So now all of a sudden Carolina's like, oh, shit. And listen, uh, we'll give you a trade back to eight. We'll give you CMC and uh, a future pick. I guess so, right. unless unless it's really true, the combine really did change people's thoughts. That is you know, something that I heard boxing. too. Yeah, that uh, it's, what was it? Shanahan and John yeah. Lynch went out there. And and it was they, actually Belichick were... that deked everybody. It was Belichick that deked everybody because he was the one shaking his head at the combine. Meanwhile, he's sending his head. He goes, "This is my guy." <laughs> and he, had, he, just, he put his hood up and he was in the yep. dark light. And he was shaking his head like, "Isn't this kid pathetic?" And then he just went back into the shadows. And because he knew he was going to get his hands on him. He and loves, be honest he loves you, his know, dad bod quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I, well, of course, I know. But I'm jumping around here. But speaking of the Patriots, since we're talking about Mac Jones, I mean, it really is a, a perfect fit for them, right? Oh, yeah. For me, Mac Jones is a put your head down, 
deal with what you got, do as you say, get the job done. He's not gonna he's not gonna impress you with the crazy deep ball or this magnificent play to change the course of a game, but he's going to do what's asked for him. Apparently he's a genius. Apparently he knows playbooks front back in between. Apparently Justin you. Fields does too. Which is great. So those are the type of guys that think about it, Belichick would rather take the mentally fit guy and just the get us through the game. I'll get you the players that you need. Um, because of course you're talking to somebody who thinks Tom Brady is a huge product of Bill Belichick. So uh, I love their pair, but yeah. okay, fine. Trey Lance goes to the 49ers. I don't even know if he should have been the next guy. I was a big Fields guy, so. Um, but yeah. yeah, Trey Lance ends up being the pick, which is yeah. wild. I listen. I think Trey. So Trey Lance is like a super freak athlete too. Yeah, he had, he had like 1,200 rushing yards in 2019. He also threw 29 touchdowns and no interceptions. So yeah. I don't blame them for taking him. He's also got the Carson Wentz Midwest rocket arm because you know he was born with it with an axe in his hands. He he grew up chopping trees in North Dakota. You know yeah. he, he carries around the uh, entire you know oak trees on his back for fun. <laughs> I just uh, listen. So I just he's, he's, he's got he's got everything like there. I, there. Actually, no. There's multiple reasons why I don't like the pick. I don't like the pick because I don't even I don't even understand the 49ers entire philosophy this entire time trading up was ridiculous to me you're a you were a super bowl team leading at, at in the third quarter two years ago leading in the third mm -hmm. quarter in the super bowl two years ago um and i understand there's injury concerns with jimmy g or even just talent concerns at his ceiling but you knew that at least he was a game manager prior and got you to the super bowl where anything could happen and you're already looking for your new quarterback and now you didn't even go with the most nfl ready quarterback so this is legitimately like a no this is our guy for the future type thing Instead of just get taking the best talent available and taking the Super Bowl roster to that, let's go win a Super Bowl level, you know. So there must be some crazy injury concern with Jimmy G. But at the same time, I don't think Trey Lance is better than Justin Fields. So right off the bat, I don't like the pick. You know, yeah. it's just crazy. You know. Uh, listen, man. Uh, you also don't like Zach Wilson. It's the same thing. It, sure. That's that's their guy. If they think he's their fit and he's the you know the the. Out of those three remaining quarterbacks, Fields, Lance, and Mac Jones, uh, they you know if they thought he was the guy. It is what it is. I I, I don't really blame them for that pick too much. Uh, like I said, I think the Cowboys pick kind of confused me a little bit because LVE is still there and Jalen Smith is still there. I guess you said, um, they, you said they, Jalen they, Smith. They did is, lose linebackers and they but, did. But lose at the pass. same yeah, at the same time, Mika Parsons is just a mutant. So a know, mutant, you know, mutant. What? Yeah, the fit might not be there, but I don't blame them for taking. A, you know a generational defensive player at 12 so. and that was the best talent available yep no matter how really you break it down uh who else i think the next weird falcons. the next really weird falcons. one falcons why because i had a bet that one kyle pitts wasn't going out in top five yeah I, with me uh, you don't listen when i go no not you i had a legit bet where i have to eat my shorts um pretty much live recorded whatever I don't die. Yeah, you're um, an idiot. You don't listen. I had to figure that out. Um, I wrote it on the board at work and everything. But yeah, I should have bet um, you your house that uh, Jalen Waddle would go sit would go before uh, Devonta Smith, and that Kyle Pitts would go top five. I mean, what what does that parlay look like? I probably would have been like plus a million in your head. Yeah. I, I would I would have taken the bet in a heartbeat. So and I would have been the right. Reason, the reason why is maybe I'm just looking at it not so much a, it. It wasn't going to happen. Like, it wasn't likely. But it sh in my mind, it should not have happened. Atlanta should have just... I think Atlanta should have either just decided to get their next guy. Um, 
And that's it, actually. They should have just decided to get their next guy. They need money off the books. They're broke. I don't even think they could afford the first round I pick. I told you why the pick was going to be Kyle Pitts. I told I told you they're in a the mock draft. It's because they genuinely think that they have the ability to, to win with Matt Ryan. That's and crazy. Kyle, I, 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 told, I, did, I didn't agree with it, but I told you that they're in their heads, they're like, yo, Matt's still got it. Kyle Pitts is this mutant. Julio's might be gone. So yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get so, Kyle Pitts. Think and... about the logic. Think about the logic. Matt Ryan today is not. He's not a Matt Ryan of 2007. MVP Matt Ryan, his best year ever. Yep. So he's not. They don't have the quarterback at the level that of his best. Their team isn't as good as it was in 2017. 2017, they were an offense that no every single offense in the league would have said I would want Atlanta's weapons and Atlanta's uh, offense. To play with that, that you would have chosen their team as your offense if you had a choice. Even with Kyle Pitts and knowing that you're losing or at least having an aging of Julio Jones, you don't have as good of a team. Your running backs aren't as good. Your wide receivers uh, now with Julio Jones being a factor isn't as good. Kyle Pitts is a beast, absolutely, but Matt Ryan isn't as good. So, how are you supposed to really think you're going to make a run? Why? Because Drew Brees retired. You still have the Super Bowl champions in your division who kept everybody. I just feel like they had a chance. What's the likelihood, without trading up, of course, but what's the likelihood by just natural record that Atlanta's going to have a top five pick in the next one, two years? Oh, top top five? No, not likely. Top five. So you had a chance right there to get your guy because you know you're not going to be a top five. Maybe you're going to be mediocre, right? Let's say 12, So, so So what are you saying they should have done? Fields, Sewell, something like that? Fields. All right, I'll feel, yeah, or you can go Penny Sewell because I believe that anybody who's even looking towards the future, elite left tackle is still doing that because you're like, oh well, our next yeah. guy will be protected. So, yes, I like. What did I say? You take care of everything else first, then you worry about your elite weapons. Atlanta's going to be another middle of the pack, as they've always been. Their Atlanta fans are very upset about it. Um, middle of the pack type team with a lot of crazy good talent. But making the wrong moves at the wrong time, and that's it. That, eh, that's that's fair. It I, I guess I guess I could see your logic there. Uh, mm-hmm. For me, the next really weird one was Alex Leatherwood, really early to the Raiders at seventeen. Uh, I also are you really that confused though, considering the team? Uh yeah, no, the Raiders just make whatever. I think I'm convinced that John Gruden just throws a dart at a dartboard. They don't let him go. <laughs> they don't. They don't let him go off the rails that bad. But they're like, all right, here's our top sixty-four guys, right? And then as you know, as the names come off the board, they're like, okay. And then they get to seventeen, and they're all right. Here is our whatever, whatever that math comes out to be. Here is our uh, forty-eight picks, potential picks. And John Gruden takes a dart, throws it at the dartboard. All right, uh, Alex Leatherwood. Now, to be you fair, did. I like Alex Leatherwood. Uh, I I like Alex Leatherwood. I think he's going to be a good player. Uh, so I don't mind the pick too much, but he could have easily gone to the Raiders in the second round. That one didn't make too yep. much sense to me. Yeah, it's weird. Um, but I guess the only thing that, like I said, didn't make me think it was too weird is the fact that it was the Raiders. I, I did one of those, like, wait, Alex, what? And then I saw who's drafting and kind of just took a breath out. I was like, got it. Um, yeah. Very strange, but maybe he knows. <laughs> Listen, he knows uh, more than we know. So we'll see how that works out for him. Because I have a weirder one. Go or ahead. maybe one that makes me angry. Let me see it. Jacksonville's second pick. What are we doing? I can't believe this pick. I under I, I get it. Doing? I get it. Etienne's a good player. He Great. should have been the second running back off the board. He should not have been the second running back off the board to the team that has 20 other needs and just had RB4 last season. 
Yeah. Why? Robinson yeah. was literally the fourth best running back in the league last year in yards yep. gained. Yep. Why are you taking a running back when they could have taken literally 17 other positions and it would have been a yes. better pick? I'm right there because with you. Wasn't Bateman still available or Elijah Moore or Bateman whatever? Was, Bateman was available. There. Elijah Moore was definitely available because he went to the Jets in the, second, went round. To the second round. You're right, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Bad. what are we doing? Bad. You could even sold me on offensive linemen if, if you wanted to make a reach there. You Bad. just drafted your rookie quarterback who's supposed to be a generational talent, They're the best since Peyton Manning and Andrew Luck as far as evaluating college talent. And your second first-round pick went to a the I would say the only position I could think of that they are actually solid in. I can't think of another position yeah. where I could be like, I would I'd would be okay with Jacksonville. Now granted guys. I'm sure there's one guy out there, the one Jacksonville fan who's going to be like, "Well, you know, the Jaguars actually have a really high tier linebacker. I don't care the yeah, one the shit, one dude. inside linebacker you have that's, you know, yeah. top 16 in the league. Great. I'm saying Sorry. there's 16 other spots. They could have gone corner. They could have gone safety. They could have gone offensive line. They could have gone yeah. defensive line. They could have gone linebacker. They like a wide kicker. receiver. I would have went kicker before I went running back. Okay. There's so many. There's just so many other spots they could have gone, and to go running back where they already have an answer, and then Urban Meyer comes out immediately after they make the pick, and they're like, he's like. Yeah, James Robinson and whatever whoever our other guy are, are going to be our two guys. Travis Etienne's going to be our third down back. You drafted a third down back for the 25th pick of the NFL draft. What the fuck? How do you even say that, too? Just uh, lie. Lie to everyone. Be like, yeah, this is our four. All four downs going to Etienne. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know why. We, he he could have come out and said, yeah, I don't know why we drafted Trevor Lawrence. We're only going <laughs> to run the ball next year. And that would have been a more acceptable answer. Like, Dude. Listen, no, no, no. Let me let me just play the uh, devil's advocate and, and give him something just so he doesn't feel like a total shit, just a bag of shit. Because um, I know he's listening to this podcast, obviously. Of course. And you open up a lot of options on your offense when you have these talented players, when you have two solid running backs. We saw the benefit of having that from the Bucks team. We've seen it from plenty of teams in the past that have gotten the dual running back. Look at the Browns, right? They, yeah. You can you open up a lot of creative um offensive opportunity but again these are other much more complete teams that have shirt shirt up everywhere else before saying what can we do with our second and third running option here um it, especially with uh trevor lawrence it kind of gives me i guess another sort of um uh joe burrow type sense is that did trevor lawrence get in the ear of the front office and say yeah. well hey i want to i want to i want to keep playing with travis i want i want my friend Don't please give sense. me my friend don't you know, sense. like, because if that's what happened, I want both these organizations kicked out of the league permanently, yeah. forever. It's bad. Uh, bad. I'm, I, I mean, we gotta gotta start wrapping up here. I want to go through just a couple more real quick. Uh, Peyton yeah. Turner to the Saints. Uh, I was watching personally Bleacher Reports uh, coverage of the draft. They actually had Cameron Jordan there, mm. who is a yeah, current how do you, how do who is look? a current player for the Saints. Yes. And uh, after they made this pick, he said that it's it's a good pick, not a great pick. And he has to play with that guy every day. Every so that tells you where that that tells you that that pick was I mean, yeah. way out of left it's field. Very opinionated. I, I like him. Yeah. Uh, Christian Barmore to the Patriots. He's the classic Patriots guy. Uh, Javante Williams to the Broncos didn't make much sense to me. Uh, because Melvin Gordon just had a pretty good season and Philip Lindsay's still there. So I'm not quite sure why they went running back in round two. 
No, to be honest with you, let's back it up a little bit for two, two teams. First of all, Broncos, I think big mistake. I think you should have just – listen, if you like Drew Locke, I get it, but – Come on. I think we know. He, In my opinion, he ain't the guy. Right and you went corner. And I know you did have to replace corner. They lost Fuller, I believe. And they, they lost uh, – right? Yeah. They lost a couple guys. They had a banged-up secondary. But, like, what the hell – where do you guys think you're going? Like, wh- where do you think you're you're falling in the division or or playoff run here? You're, you're irrelevant. So, you, I think they should have hit the reset button. I thought they had a position to. And did you see the reaction when Detroit – they couldn't believe that Penny Sewell fell to them. Blew their minds. Uh, we, had, we, we had him projected there, didn't we? I don't know. We probably did. I'm pretty, we I'm pretty sure we did because we're fucking geniuses. We're fucking geniuses. But, dude, they, they were probably on the phone with whoever their guy was. Maybe it was Patrick Sertain or whatever like that. And they saw the draft. They're like, hey, listen, we're ending up drafting. And they look at the screen. Like, yeah, good luck, loser. <laughs> Penny Sewell, baby. Hung up the phone, picked Penny Sewell, and started throwing shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they were, they so I'm I'm gonna I think we can do two more things that we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, one yeah. one that I know you're gonna love. Uh, the Cowboys second round pick was probably the worst of all time. Did you see that? No, uh, I think I was taking cornerback. Say, uh, cornerback Kelvin Joseph out of Kentucky, uh, who didn't play last year because he was advised by his coaches to sit out due to um, like motivation issues. Mm, that's that's, a, that's, a, that's a guy you want. <laughs> that's a guy you want on the in in your set in the second round. It pick. blew but, me away that that was the guy they took. Let me see if I could pull it. Let me see if I could find. They it. needed a safety too, though. A dude, it killed. I couldn't stop laughing when they when that was their pick. I actually couldn't stop laughing. It was so funny. Um, kind of yeah, pissed that, because that was incredible. Uh. One last one that I can't even remember anymore uh, that I wanted to bring up. Uh, Green Bay? Nah, I I don't even know. I I don't think it matters. Uh, Wow. Yeah, you know, whatever. Uh, Screw it. Yeah, dude. Fuck it. I had some. Google. Play closing time. Sure. Asking Pandora to play some music. (laughs) That's that's not a good idea, brother. Uh, Listen. I don't, I've, uh, oh, the, the last one I want to do is Zayvon Collins. Uh, did you see that one? Yes. Did you, you saw Zayvon Collins? Uh, so Zayvon Collins, if, if for anybody who hasn't seen it, this is a great video. If you want to go watch the Cardinals, uh, find it on Twitter, wherever, uh, as as we you know fade to black here. Uh, Zayvon Collins' phone call with the, with the GM of the Cardinals, Steve Kime, was one of the better ones I've seen. Uh, where you know they start partying, uh, he finally calms down, and the first words he says to his new general manager Steve Kime are, "Steve, we're gonna fucking kill everyone." And I just thought that that Ooh. give me inject that energy right into my veins, man. I, I love that kind of stuff. Uh, <laughs> you got anything else to, to throw in here before we uh, before nah, we call dude, it? It's closing time. Closing time, bro. We out of here. Uh, it's been another fun one. Love me some NFL draft. Can't. <laughs> Can't oh Jesus you gotta stop. Uh, NFL, NFL draft is what I live for, man. So uh, it's, it's been a fun week. It's it's been a fun week. Jets hit home runs. Giants hit home runs. New York. The Mets did it. The Mets. Yeah. Eric Judge hit home runs. It's great. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure that'll be next week. Is uh, we'll we'll do some MLB updates. Uh, 
I I'm I need I need more NFL in my life at this point, man. I I don't know oh, if I I don't know if I could go. It's it's that's one thing uh, I needed after day one. I needed NFL to start the next day. That's dude. I that's like, I said the same thing, man. Um, but I will say this too because let's not forget it. The New York Knicks, Knicks, the Knicks, the New York Knicks are the four seed, and we're in the the final stretches here. So go New York, go New York go we can't lose right now uh and uh that's it for us see you later later